Hi and welcome to Fireside, a weekly show in which I chat to my friends about what we've been playing and doing this week. That's right, it's live now. It's what the fans want. Wow, live. I'm yeah. impressed. <laughs> Did it sound any different? No. Yeah. Yeah, well, a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16, everyone. As you probably gathered before, I am joined again by Dan Lehman. G'day. And we didn't record this back-to-back with the other two. No, and we've had a lot fewer beers this time. We have. We've been (laughs) controlled. So don't worry. We also have the mic suspended. Uh, Well, on a box. It's not on a table where our thumping the table will uh, interfere. So I apologise in advance for that. That won't happen this time. No, don't. It's not my podcast. Yeah, well, you have to listen to it. <laughs> well, at one point, I was the only listener, so... <laughs> All right. What, what are you even up to in the one um, week? Remember, only one yeah, week? it's only been a week, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you convinced me to go back to The Sims on, on Android. Ah, yes. Mm. That's, um... God, that's been a double-edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> so I accidentally used all eight of my freaking lifestyle points straight away, just didn't really pay attention to the buttons I was clicking, so now I'm madly looking for ways of earning more. Um, I just forgot how addictive it was. Like, you're always finding yourself mm. returning to it, just, oh, shit, have they finished planting the fucking corn yet? <laughs> you know, can I claim some more simoleons? Um, and um, I'm quite ashamed by, but I have to say that I've also found myself cruising the net looking for what are some quick ways of earning some more money in this frigging game so I can actually make some progress. I'm a guy that likes to see progress in a hurry and The Sims Free Play does not do that. No, it's um, it's much like what I said with Clash of Clans. It's a game where you sort of have to log in, yeah. set some stuff going and then come back later, especially at the moment there's a spa event. Yeah, I'm and you playing have to, that, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I've got every Sim in my town working in the minefields in my backyard i noticed i visited you know? your town only two days ago i saw that <laughs> yeah well you could have at least left me a message i tried to make friends at all eight of them said fuck <laughs> off we're busy mining <laughs> master got us working <laughs> so yeah <laughs> the um I, I like it and i don't like it at the same time i like it because it's sims yeah but it's a sim skin on not a sims game it's a very basic time management. My Sims have been working that minefield for seven days now. <laughs> None of them need any entertainment. None of them need a bath. None of them have needed sleep. You know, all Isn't the stuff weird? that like made you, Sim Sims. <clears throat> if you leave them to doing nothing, then they do need those things. But if you get them doing something, then they pretty much don't. Yeah, so they just... If I, if I just forget about it for like a day or two and I come back and suddenly one of them's pissed himself on the floor and the other one's <laughs> just got stink clouds coming out like he yep. needs a shower. But if I've I've had them pretty much mining and planting now for at least <laughs> 36 hours straight, no sleep, no going to work, no food, nothing. And it's barely a blip on those little yeah. movies. Tele- and you don't have ethics. to go to work. You don't get punished for not going to work. Yeah. So in that regard, I'm a bit disappointed that it's not Sims-ish. But, but it is the on the flip version. side, well... Mm. It's also a mobile game. Yeah. I'm, I, it started me playing The Sims 4 on PC again. Yeah. Unfortunately, I seem to have misplaced about six hours last night somewhere <laughs> playing that game. I don't know how that happened. I, I, I'm pretty certain I remember how that happened. Oh. So. 
And I spend all my time saving up my money to build the house that I live in now. And then I'm like, why did I do that? I could have built anything. Why am I trying to build what I already have? And then so I you, built, you built this house in The Sims? Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't have any furniture or anything in there. It's a bit of Minecraft, I guess. <laughs> I did that too. Of course you did. <laughs> but much more lava. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm enjoying it. I, I am still playing it. Um, it's probably more but, of a, a slight nostalgia trip for me. Mm. You know, there's other games that I'm, I'm I'm playing more frequently and more often, just because I find the the gameplay really well represented on Android. Um, I think I mentioned the other day, actually no, I mentioned earlier today that <clears throat> after um, teaching young Christian how to play Small World, um, uh, tabletop, yes, I've found myself picking it up on Android even more to the point that I just keep running my battery down on my tablet every night. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's it. I enjoy that level of gameplay, and the AI in those days of Wonder Games is just fantastic. I love it, and uh, you know what I love about those games is stuff like when you. And you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think if you tap the thing, it comes up with a contextual thing that says this race and that. Yeah. What's so the, what are the two things you get? The, the race and the special power. So even yeah. even if you you tap on one of your opponents panels where mm. he's got his, his special power in his race, it tells you what they can do. It yeah. tells you everything about them. But that's um, what Days of Wonder like do so that, well, yeah. Like having that cheat card on the yeah. table in front of you from the But box. it's all contextual. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's fantastic. And surprisingly works even even uh, equally well on the small screen. So just when I'm bored, um, I won't say at work in meetings in case people I work with are listening, but when I'm... They're probably listening in those meetings. When I'm bored and all... <laughs> Fine by me. Um, Put I'm... your hand up in the air if you're doing that right now, and Dan will give you a knowing hand in the air. And then the chair will ask, "Yes, you have a question." Unless it's my meeting, in which case you better be paying fucking attention. Um, so no, I just find uh, you know every now and then jumping into it, and and the thing is, you don't have to play a full game end to end. You can you can just jump out if you need to do something else and come back, and it just picks up where you left off, mm. um, which is really cool. So you know, I've often got. Um, usually I've got a ticket to ride and a, uh, um, a small small world game running at any given time. Um, often a game of Carcassonne as well. I'll just yeah. jump in and play another couple of shots, you know. I can't do that. My toilet breaks extend until I finish the damn game. And I get you strange those, looks going, have you been in there for 40 minutes? And you're walking like you've got pins and needles because you've actually got pins and needles. Yeah. <laughs> And you've got those big red dots on your knees where you rested your elbows. <laughs> you rested your elbows. <laughs> so you play games on the toilet. <laughs> no, no, someone's told me about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of those. I don't have them on. I, I bought Ticket to Ride on iPad. That was yep. one of the first board games I got Kirsty into playing. Yeah. Um, got her into playing. We played one, maybe two games. And then she was playing it with Lily, and then she was up until one or two in the morning playing the app, and oh, she got hellishly hooked on Christian that. Christian, I yanked out Ticket to Ride tonight, and I thought, oh, we'll get a quick 20-minute game in, 20, 30-minute, whatever. And then Lisa came over, and she was meant to be cooking tea, and she said, oh, I'll just jump in. This won't take long. Um, fortunately, it didn't take long, and she still got tea out on time, but... Um, nice work. It's just a testament to how good those sorts of games yeah. are. really is. And they're so, yeah... I noticed actually, um, at the press release today, they've released some of the other maps, and so now all the physical yeah. maps are in the, the game, so you can get the Nordic yeah, one, which yeah. is the one that I said They're was like horrible. They're like a buck or two each or something, yeah. I think, on yeah. I think it's ten bucks, and you get... You can get a whole bunch of them. Every, everything, yeah. basically, yeah. yeah. 
Ah, oh, very cool. Um, I think the other games that I've been playing a lot of, though, and, and I know you have too, um, are the Room games. Yes. Yes, well, actually, you reminded me that I hadn't bought the Room 2 yet, and it's mm. dropped in price now. I think it was a couple of bucks. Yeah, picked it up for under under three bucks, I think. Um, well, zero with Google surveys. Thank you for that. Yep, yeah, even better. <laughs> they keep asking me the same question, too. Yeah, yeah. have you been to, uh, what is it? Kmart or, or yeah. yeah, one of those. And rate yeah. your experience. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. here's another 40 cents. Anyway. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, there's um, a thing called Google Surveys, and Google, if you answer... Google, Google Opinions Rewards, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. And you answer these little surveys, and you get 20 or 30 cents credited to your Google Play account, so... Hmm. And they seem to have a, a survey every couple of days. First yeah. one was a dollar, now I'm getting the <laughs> a key lot is, The key is to have location services switched on, so they know where you've been, and they can ask you about your experience in certain stores or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think in the last couple of years, I've probably earned about 60 bucks of Google Play credit out of it. It's not, you know... And then not, you didn't claim it and expire. <laughs> you're not retiring on this sort of money, but you're, you're certainly able to go and you go, fuck it, I'll buy that game because it's actually not coming out of my pocket, even yeah. if it is five bucks. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? So, if you don't mind yeah. a little bit of data mining that they're probably doing anyway, it doesn't oh, really Google matter. knows everything about me, no matter yeah. Mm. Um, But yeah, The Room, I'm... Yeah. Unlike you, though, I think I prefer the... Well, actually, I know I prefer The Room 1 to The Room 2. Yeah, um, I'm in two minds. I, I thought I'd like The Room... I thought I originally would like The Room 1 more, being the original, but I also like the added complexity in The Room 2. Um, the Room 2 went for longer, so I finished that already. Um, mm-hmm. That one definitely took more effort and more, more puzzles to go through to finish it. Um and it certainly progressed the story, but um, it—I don't know—it it feels like it's at risk of becoming a bit of an imitation of itself. Um, mm. In that all he's doing is, well, he—I'm assuming the developers are he. Sorry if it's a she. Um, it's sexist. Yeah, well, I, I don't yeah. have people like you on this podcast. No, no that's it. Terminate. Um, <laughs> well, the only reason you're on is because Amelia's in Japan. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one who's done three in a row? By the way, something occurred to me. It was one of those shower thoughts. Ben and Amelia did two in a row. I think Andy's done two in a row. Ah. Stop thinking about me New in the record. shower. New record. Um. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about you. Thinking about my podcast fame. My burgeoning fame. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, um, I think... I haven't played The Room 3 yet, but I think is at risk. the developer is at risk of imitating themselves by just doing the same sorts of puzzles presented with just a different skin. Mm. Um, so The Room 3, from all I've read about it, is a full-length game. Like okay. people are saying that could be released as a fifty dollar PC game and you wouldn't bat an eyelid. Okay. It's that big. Which explains why it's still seven or eight dollars when the rest mm. have dropped down to five. Oh to be honest, I will buy it at seven or eight bucks <laughs> it's just I need to get my Google Play credit there with yeah, same. Same. <laughs> it's not coming out of my pocket. <laughs> so the problem I had with number two, and I was playing tonight and I was stuck on a puzzle and it reminded me of exactly what I don't like about it. Okay, the first thing is that there's much... So, in the room one, for those who haven't played, you're basically presented with a box at a time. And you navigate around said box, finding switches and using this special lens to solve puzzles, etc., etc. But it's always one box at one time. In the room two, you're thrown into rooms where there's a lot of stuff to look at. Mm. Um, So the first problem I have is that some stuff you can't interact with. And I hate invisible walls. Like, if I'm looking for a battery in the room yep. that I'm in, and I see a cupboard that looks like it's got batteries in it, but I can't double-click to go to that because it's not where the rails would... That yeah. didn't happen in the first. 
what you saw was everything. <laughs> it's, okay? It's, it's funny, yeah, and it's true. You're absolutely right. Because the one behaviour I detected in myself playing the room two that never happened in the room one was I started double double tapping all parts of my screen nah. like a toddler with a freaking sandwich just just kept tapping the shit out of my screen until I could find something that I can interact with. So yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, the second thing I found was that um, so yeah, there was a lot more blind exploration. There was, it also felt a lot. Okay, it's ex- probably about the exact same linearity Mm. as the first game but the first one felt linear Mm. so one of the first rooms it's not a spoiler there's um a crossbow and oh there's a ship right and you get a bit of the ship and it's an anchor and there's only one spot the anchor goes on the ship and that opens a drawer that has a gem and there's only one spot a gem goes on the ship and you open that and then it goes there and then it takes you, and then you get a crossbow string, and there's only one crossbow yeah. in the room. Yeah, it's a puzzle game just, on Braille's. Yeah, I was yeah. just playing it. Yeah, I know I should have muted that phone. It's funny, because just before we started recording, you said you, you don't get messages. <laughs> but No, that's Clash Royale telling me I've got a silver chest to unlock. So we're going to take a short <laughs> number. Um, no, you're absolutely right, yeah. though. It, there's only, there's not, it's not like you have the choice, and it's not like you, you're empowered to make the wrong choice. Yeah, it, it's very. It feels obvious at times. The first one was just as linear, don't get me wrong. There was... And this is where, in my review, I talk about the hint system. Mm. There was... As stuff was revealed, it was logical where the next step was. Whereas the problem I had... Alright, I'll go into the next problem I had with this. In number two... um, How do I word it? Okay. Okay. So there's this stage where when you interact with a mirror and enter a certain code, it changes a box in the room between a box and a temple. Do you remember this? Yep. While trying to solve a puzzle on the temple, you have to use information from the box. So I had to back away from that, go halfway around the room to the mirror, change it, go back to the box, check it. I actually took a screenshot on my phone, back to the mirror, change it back. That back and forth really took me out of the game in the the box one. The room one, everything you needed was right there, quick, at a glance. You didn't have to do the back and forth. There is a Um, lot of back and forth in the room too. You're absolutely right. And, And again, it's because as... You know, as you said, in the in the room one, you've got a single puzzle box each time and you solve that puzzle box. The, the box will vary based on, you know, certain stages of the puzzle that you've achieved, yeah. but it's effectively in the same place. And um, it didn't stretch the amount. Like, it, the way it worked was like, oh, anyway, a box wouldn't behave like that. But yeah. as you uncover the story you know, of it, you're like, well, okay. It's totally the engineer in me, but I remember playing through the room one going, oh, yeah, I can see how that could actually physically be made to happen. Mm. I can see how you could build a set of levers and, and, and pulleys and, <laughs> and strings to make that effect. Yeah. But then started playing the room too and it just felt too too supernatural. Too contrived. Well, it is meant to be... So don't forget, by the room two, we've figured out what's going yeah, on about the other dimensions and <clears throat> it makes more sense. Mm. But, all right, so I'll go into the two other things I didn't <laughs> like about the room two. It sounds like I really didn't enjoy it, but I am enjoying it. Um, so we've got back and forth in Temple Room... Okay, another thing that it does is it repeated puzzles. Now, I messaged you earlier today, actually, and I was stuck on the typewriter puzzle. Yeah, the bloody typewriter. Okay, so I didn't realise that there was a carriage return button, which shook me ages. Once I figured it out, that was mm. the solution that... 
So I had the right answer to the puzzle, but I hadn't seen the extra thing I need. That's not my problem. You enter something on a typewriter and it changes something and you play three cards and it gives you something else to enter on the typewriter, which you do and it reveals three. And then you do that and you do it four or five times in a row. And I was like, this is the same puzzle that you're repeating. It's interesting storytelling, but it's cumbersome to do. Yeah. It felt like it was adding length unnecessarily, like in the other games and the other stages of the room too. It felt more... You know, it's funny that you pull out the, oh, it's interesting storytelling. I actually didn't get that from the room too. I didn't oh, really? feel entertained by the story. In Were you fact, reading all the notes as you went through? Oh, so each yeah, room was them, a... There wasn't exactly any clues that I pulled out of them. I finished the game oh, really? without, without paying any major attention to what was in those notes. But you're following that same guy and he's leaving sure, you notes. That's right. But I got there because, as you pointed out already, oh, yeah. it's fucking linear. So yeah, yeah. the point is that, you know, I'm smart enough to have figured out the clues that were in front of me rather than having... Yes, I read the notes. Yeah. Um, well, the notes provide the, the subtext they, or the they, story. They provide all the context behind it. But yeah. the game doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't gain from that. If you know what I mean. It doesn't add to it. Yeah. Um, what would have been more useful is if those notes had have contained clues for some of the puzzles. But maybe future clues. Or oh, future puzzles, rather. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm just... I don't know. I started out by saying, oh, yeah, okay, the notes, they're really cool. But I've figured it out, even in the room one, they're actually not... They're just part of the storytelling. They're not part of yeah. the game. Um, it's their way of explaining what's going on is, and why it I'm just, I'm just your, your typical engineer who just wants to solve problems. <laughs> um, if I want if I want to be entertained by a story, then I'll sit down and read a book. See, then I'm amazed you like the room too. For the next thing that I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. So I've had two of these puzzles recently, both for opening a cabinet. But the one I'll talk about is the one that relates to that um, typewriter. <clears throat> so there's a cabinet with glass doors. Right at the start of the room, you get a strip of a photograph. Yep. And you know damn well where that photograph has to go because it's behind a glass door. Okay? Later on, about, I don't know, 10 minutes, you get a key. And you can open the cabinet. And you swipe on the screen to open the left cabinet door. Yep. But you can't swipe on the right to open the cabinet. I can see that it's not on a hinge, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the typewriter scene, the room shakes... And the right-hand door bounces back and forth because yeah, it's on hinges yeah. and then it smashes and the glass smashes and you can access it. Yeah. This also happened with another thing with hinges on a uh, door that it wasn't logical. I'm like, I could have opened that with my hand. You've yeah. put in a puzzle, but you've given me no reason to have gone the route of that puzzle. Yeah. I've gone yeah. and done all this to open the right-hand side of a door that every other door in the game... Yeah. I've been able to open. There's just that lack of consistency. And I know I'm nitpicking here. No, no, but, but you're right. And that, yeah. that, and that's that's where it feels contrived. Mm. Um, because it feels like... It, I think with The Room 2, what's happened is he's built all the puzzles and then he's built the storyline around the puzzles mm. rather than thinking about them in a more organic sense. What is the story and the puzzle at the same time? I think the problem um, is he's tried to build themed rooms, right? The Room mm. 1 was a box. It was yeah. a safe. You go into a room, there's a safe, you get a box out of the safe. Inside that box is another box. It's very straightforward. Mm. In the room two, you're going through, so there's a pirate ship, and then there's a uh, fortune teller's room, and then there's a pyramid-y thing. It's it's nice. When you put it that way, then the room two was really effectively... The room two was was Nick Cage's national treasure to, to, you know, um, Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. That's the difference, right? Mm. The... 
one was, a, a, I guess, a, a contrived and certainly a far more um, well-presented, um, if you know what I mean, with Hollywood trickery and CGI yeah. and all that sort of bullshit, but the substance wasn't there beneath it um, compared to the original. Mm. That said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for puzzles. So yeah. I just enjoyed solving yeah. puzzles and went through it, and that's yeah. It, it felt like there were more puzzles to solve in the yeah. room too, which is why I probably enjoyed it that much more. It's such a shame you don't play PC games or <laughs> Mac games. You would love. Um, oh, there's so many games you'd love. Shit, I'm trying to remember it. It's about a robot seeking out its humanity. Oh, oh no, this is gonna bug me. I'll put it in the comments. Ah, oh, I can't we'll remember. Fix it, it up later. Is the swapper? Ah, oh, there are so many amazing puzzle games that you'd enjoy. But anyway, yeah. I didn't want to rabbit on about the room, but when we were talking over beers, just for something new, um, a few days ago, we didn't record this one, um, and you mentioned that you liked the room too better than the room one. I, I turned on yeah, a little cool. reviewer cog and went, right, why don't I like the room, the, yeah. the room too as much? Why aren't I getting that same feeling of, wow, is it just mm. that I've played the room one and the room two is... Oh, yeah, I've seen this already. Mm. You know, the uh, John Cleese's thing of when he did season two of Faulty Towers, his worst bits had to be as good as the best bits of season one because that's what people remembered. Was I remembering the best parts of the room one and using that as a baseline for what the the room two had? There's also the fact that you played through the room one and um, playing playing them back to back. Don't Mm. forget these were released like a year or two apart. Well, I played the room one uh, two, two, three years ago. Yeah. And then I played it again about a year ago when I wrote that article, yeah. um, The Essential Phone Games, and listed the room one. Yeah. And then I played it through again before playing the room two. Yeah. And surprisingly, I found it as enjoyable each time. Third playthrough, yeah. I blitzed through. I remembered I a remember lot of the puzzles yeah. and stuff, but it yeah, was still I'll, just I'll as enjoyable. I'll just pick them up in a year or two's time when I got. Nothing else uh, yeah. Speaking of things that I picked up, mm. this was on your recommendation because it was 20 cents, not because of content. Oh, shit. And I'm it's sorry. a great concept. It's a great concept, but I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, I posted about this game. We will tell you, dear listener, in a moment what the name of the game is. <laughs> I posted about this on Facebook, whinging about probably the use of metrics again. Mm. And it was amazing how many people love the game. I really love the game. So the game is the Lifeline series, and they were recently on sale for $0.20 each. Now, what I like about this game, it's a text-based adventure, choose-your-own-adventure. You have been contacted in your phone across space by someone stranded on a moon in the first game. Um, They basically have a voice-to-text device, and what they say comes through on your phone as text and you can punch, you can choose from two responses which will advise them and, and let them continue on the story. And the concept is fantastic. Mm. Really intriguing. You know, you've got real-time waiting. You know, yep. Taylor, the protagonist, says, oh, look, I'm going to hike towards this peg. It's going to take me about six hours, so if you don't mind, I don't want to talk. Six hours later, we get a notification on your phone saying, you know, Taylor saying, are you there? Yeah. yeah. Um, right, so the problems I have with this game. <laughs> wow. Look, and I love the concept. Um, I was, I had every single Choose Your Own Adventure book when I was a kid. Every single goddamn one. And I love the concept. I really do. Um, that said, it didn't feel like you had as much of a choice as the game would have you believe. So, presented with one or two choices. Do I um, go into the dark space where I hear something scuttling? Or do I, you know 
go in the opposite direction where I can see light. And you might want to investigate the scuttling because maybe that's the adventurous type you are when you're playing mm. games like that. Or when so it's you not you that, on the moon. <laughs> yeah, or when it's, yeah, yeah, or when it's not your life at risk, maybe. Um, and you say that, and then Taylor comes back going, I really don't think I should do that. Okay, um, fine, go towards the light. So yeah. it felt like, again, it, it wasn't linear because um, I discovered very quickly after I killed Taylor the first couple of times um, <laughs> when I was able to rewind back to the start of a given day, whether it was go back two days or three days or even you know just freeform scroll back and make a different choice after the second or third time. The different choices do have different outcomes. Mm. And I came up with three different endings throughout okay. playing. And I played um, Lifeline, the first Lifeline, um, to three different endings ultimately. I did um, two. And... So it did. It wasn't linear, but at the same time, it didn't feel like it was giving me as much choice as it would have you believe. That's because Taylor's a whi- Taylor's a whiny, empathy seeping prat. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It, yeah. I know there's this a noise. What should I do? Go and investigate it. That's stupid. Are you crazy? Don't investigate it then. Oh, I don't know. I think I should. Inv- oh, fucking! Why are you asking me? God damn it! This is why I thought Taylor was a girl. It's funny because everyone I spoke to reckons Taylor was a boy. Like a, you know, a male, um, like a, a research student or whatever. Do you know that's shit. actually on purpose? It's, well, a, it's a big thing. The name, the, the, people, the name yeah. is intentionally, you know, um, asexual. But well, I pick boy. I'll tell you why in a second. I, I okay. pick girl because of that exact sort of behaviour. Okay. But also the, I don't know. Sexist and racist. The, tremend- <laughs> the tremendously lame <laughs> attempts at humour. That oh, that, that's what killed the yeah, game for me. But the lame attempts at humour that also felt a bit like um, a girl trying to convince herself she wasn't scared. That's that's why it came oh, across okay. to me. That's why it came across to me. Crapping on about the metric system. Like that that joke got old, you know, oh, the second but it was, set. The problem with that, right, and this yeah. is one of my big problems and why I stopped playing, is that the jokes aren't funny. No. And there are call-out references to stuff that feel out of place. Right, when I was designing Hive Not By Design... Hmm. I had this Robert De Niro joke in there, right? Yeah. Someone says something to Shay, and she says, you talking to me? And then she says something. He said, are you talking to me? Because there's nobody here, blah, blah, blah. Right? And in my head when I wrote that, it was hilarious. Yeah. And over time, I kept playing. I'm like, this is, this doesn't work. Unless you're me. And that's what I feel Lifeline has. It has a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that sounded good when it was written. Yeah. But it hasn't been... It, it didn't feel like it had been proofed by anyone else. So if you don't... So one of the guys, Chris, loved the writing style, loved the humour. Yeah. That's obviously his sort of thing. You know, it's much like um, some of the Japanese games I play. Yeah. Have this ridiculously over-the-top childish sexual innuendo humour that if you're not into that, you're just going to go, what on yeah. earth is this rubbish? And then and just that's... shake your head at those weird Japanese. Yeah, but that, that's how I <laughs> yeah. felt about Lifeline. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, those jokes, like the, you know... It right. was okay the first time. I didn't mind it the first time. And the I first did. time, Taylor made a crack about, or, you know, um, metric ass tons or whatever it is that you used, yeah. or whatever the joke was. It was okay the first time. But when it kept going on and on mm. and on, and by the time it got to the fifth, sixth, seventh metric joke... I thought, well, let's get yeah. much. But even the first one, right? Mm. It's in your dialogue to Taylor. You hadn't said anything about using metric terms. Mm. So Taylor, he or she, what, was talking to you as though you, and, and that's what I didn't like. And yeah. and I don't like that in any narrative game where I'm meant to be playing as me. 
Yep. Same with role-playing games. You know, when you have a decision and then you go, oh, hang on, that, no, 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 that, that, why are you going on about Metro? I didn't say it yeah. yet. And that's yep. what I, um, I didn't like about it. Um, I got turned off very quickly into Lifeline 2. The, mm. the second one, whatever it was called, I can't remember. Silent Night or the yeah, actual Silent second Night. game? Silent Night was the second game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there right. was Lifeline 3 or something. Yeah, um, about halfway very through Very quickly, I, I, um, it was Taylor again, and um, it, it was just this weird disjointed beginning to the conversation where Taylor, uh, and apologies, no one can see, I'm doing air quotes now, recognised my keystroke style, so realised it was me that. from the first game. Um, but at the but same it's not time, you. But at the same time, proceeded to tell me all about being stuck on this moon and, and everything mm. else from the first game. So it felt like recognition. Oh, you you know me, and I know you. And then no recognition because here I am telling you my freaking story, and I've gone well. I played you for a week before, so I know. Yeah, um, maybe it needed a, a little thing at the start of. Did you play? Have one, you played? One, the, one. Yeah, yeah, and then do you want a recap of Could events? Have done that. Yeah, but I mean, like you're going to forget if you got Taylor out. So that Taylor can be alive yeah. for the sequel. Well, then... that's the thing, though. I didn't. One of my... Um, the, the ending that oh, I really? settled on in the end... Well, one of the endings, I should say, um, uh, was uh, an ambiguous ending. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got Taylor out on my second ending. The first one died... Oh, just trying to walk towards a peak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got the whole... That was my first one. Second one, Overcome by Aliens. Um, and third one... Don't know if Taylor bet the aliens or not. Oh, okay. It was left quite ambiguous, which I didn't mind actually. I kind of like those sorts of endings. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, all we've got time for. It's amazing how fast Bloody half hell. an hour flies Gosh. by, doesn't it? There's so many games we didn't talk about. Oh, we'll have we'll to record another again. one. Oh, what a shame! What a shame! <laughs> I'll just change it to Dave and Dan's Fireside. <laughs> Damn it! I'll have to do a new logo. <laughs> I don't know how to do one with a beard. <laughs> I have to have a space guy with a tank Two top. Beards. Two beards. <laughs> Yeah, I've got me done already. With that orange fucking clover or fucking yeah. orange oh, clover. Speaking of which, mm. if you um, would like an orange fucking clover uh, tank top or t-shirt, we now have them on the website. So <laughs> I usually had a few people uh, send in messages. They were just little Twitter direct messages saying orange fucking clover. So obviously somebody <laughs> liked it. Anyway, if you like it, we've, we've got the t-shirts um, on there. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, what else? What do I have to say? We are Podbros Network exclusive. You can get us on iTunes, on the website, anotherdungeon.com. We've got a YouTube channel where we record how to play videos and let's Tim and Andrew do Let's Play um, video games. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you again next week. Bye. See ya.